All right, all right. Welcome, everyone, to episode 24. Can't believe it. Episode 24 of Hoop Chatter. As always, you already know, it's Art Morrison III here with my boys Kevin Tarkin and Rob McPherson with me. And also, as always, my boy Kevin Tarkin came through with a very special guest. Tarka, tell us who is on the podcast today. Definitely bringing in someone special, a good friend of mine, Chris Kavensky, who is a multi-sport collegiate athlete turned college coach, Division One college coach. So we got some exciting sh- uh, stories to share tonight. Uh, he's got a very entrepreneurial mindset. We're going to talk some recruiting, talk some social media, maybe a little uh, COVID-19 restructuring of his days and, uh, and just have fun with it. So welcome, Chris. I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for, uh, for having uh, me on. I, um, I'm very impressed with... Um, you know, just how you guys are going about um, this podcast and also just creating content with it, with a lot of your sound bites. Um, it's just very thorough and um, I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, man. I got, I got to give the credit to Art for that one, though, with all the sound bites and the graphic design. Yeah, no, that's that's big time right there. No, I appreciate it. I got to give the credit to my girl who does all of the content creation for all, for all of my companies. So, <laughs> babe, if you're listening, you know, I give you a shout out. But yeah, man, no, I, I appreciate it. We appreciate you being on. Um, definitely want to give you a floor for about 60 seconds, bro. I mean, Tarka, I'm sure you can introduce you well, but Chris, I'm going to, you got to introduce yourself. Nobody can introduce you better than you can introduce yourself, <laughs> bro. Right. Give, give me a 60 second rundown of who you are and why you're important. I need to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as, um, as you said, I'm Chris Kavinsky. I'm from Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. Um, I've been uh, connected to sports all my life, uh, raised by a single-parent mom who um, put all the different football basketballs in my crib. Um, you know, when kids were <laughs> watching Disney movies, I was watching Michael Jordan's Playground. So, oh, love um, it. yeah, so been in sports all my life. Um, just had a passion for it. Um, my mom grew up, um, just, um, she played division two ball as well as, um, she was a coach and, um, just a family, um, you know, just big into, uh, sports. It's funny because my, my uncle looks like Tarzan, but plays sports like Jane. (laughs) And then my aunt's a (laughs) lipstick and earring league girl. So my mom's the, the tomboy and, you know, thank God, um, you know, I have her genes, um, because when you see our family, you're like, wait a minute, like uh, we got one athlete here. So, um, <laughs> you know, fortunate uh, always to be in sports, um, you know, uh, division three guy uh, went in playing basketball, decided to walk on for football. I didn't play in high school, um, just kind of always wanted to experience that. Um, wow. Yeah. And then graduated, went to, uh, you know, was choosing um, grad schools and um, that's when my journey started um, to, you know, just my, my, you know, the path started to trying to climb the ranks and, um, you know, get into uh, coaching on the division one side. Yo, so at the D3 level, what, um, what position were you in both sports? Um, I was um, just a two guard in basketball and then football was like a Swiss army knife, actually a poor Swiss army knife. I don't know if I could, (laughs) I don't know if I could cut a pair um, but, um, you know, you know, holding on, uh, field goals and extra points, gunner on punt. Um, just, you know, like I said, it was like, I knew going into it because they were like, wait a minute, like this dude who's never played in high school, who's like known for basketball is just going to walk in here. And like earning that respect was big because, you know, it's not like division one spring football. Like the first spring I walked, um, when I walked on, 
you know, they're not in pads. Um, so like it's low key, like seven on seven all spring, Mm -hmm. but in certain times, you know, dudes get physical and stuff. And man, I got crushed a couple of days without pads. Yeah. And I, you know how it goes. I knew, I knew it was, I knew it was, you know, those kind of shots, like you better get up if you want to earn this respect. Um, and luckily Mm -hmm. I made two catches where, Oh, I mean, I got absolutely just, just tatted. Um, but got up and guys like, all right, like, you know, he's trying to be a part of this team and that experience as much as it's pure hell, um, going through it, it is, you know, you know, I'm a basketball guy, but I can see why people, you know, I think it was, um, president Hoover who said like, you know, every young man should play football just because Mm -hmm. of like, there's just, there's just stuff about it like there's just a you know lunch pail like makes you know, makes you into a man yeah i mean yeah sure i mean you know i know a lot of dudes that you know weren't really about clicking and clacking um you know that were true football guys but like there's just there is something special about it and i'm, I'm happy about the I'm, culture and everything yeah. no question yeah like you're you know we were waking up at 5 a.m and you're you're running stadiums and you know, it, there's just there's a uniqueness about it. Like you can go and say you're playing playground football, but you can't you can't go and generate everything that goes into that sport. And when you get to experience it, it, it is pretty cool. Cool stuff, so, man. Yo, um, Chris, did you did you say what school you you uh, played at? I was at Albright College in Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay, shout out to you, man. I went to Wider. You went to Widener? Yeah, yeah, I graduated from Widener. Oh, man. He's like, get him off the podcast. Widener's <laughs> um, yeah. uh, uh, a – I mean, that's a powerhouse in, in all sports, baseball, football, basketball. So, shout out to you. Good old Widener. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Did you? <laughs> I tell you what, do you guys still have that locker room that, like, you need to take a goddamn tour bus to get back to the field? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah we oh, my God. You want to talk about a home field advantage. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh my God! It was like the Green Mile walking to the electric chair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what? What? Uh, what? What year were you there? Were you at Albright? I was. It was in two thousand four to two thousand nine. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So a couple years. Yeah, before, yeah. So right. I went from twenty. Uh, I transferred from Caldwell in twenty eleven, and finished okay. in twenty fourteen. So you you left, I think, right when Caridio, our coach, took over, and I think they won. Their first Mac championship, then. Yeah, that's a good conference. Yeah. Like for that D three, that's a it's a real good conference. Boy, I feel old as hell. It was my birthday a couple of days ago, but I'm feeling old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> ha- ha- happy late birthday, bro. Appreciate yeah, it, happy belated, man. Appreciate it, fellas. So listen, I appreciate you sharing your early on journey uh, mm-hmm. with us. Now, throughout that journey, the whole time, did you know you know that you wanted to coach and climb the ranks, or did it like click at some point? Um. I would say um, I always, I always had like a knack to at least want to go and like give it the old, you know, corny college try. But like um, when I got here, when I got accepted to Old Dominion for grad school, um, the itch started just getting increasingly more and more. Um, so, you know, I'm going through grad school. Um, I didn't. There was I, I. I know I. I saw this on the list, uh, Kevin, but like there was no GAs. Um, I was in the middle at the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There were no GAs. So, um, the final requirement at old dominion for their, for the masters in sports management was a 400 hour internship, um, that you just basically, you know, you, you just, you just suck out like what you wanted to, you know, you know, what program or 
where you wanted to do it. And um, I was fortunate enough to do it here. And it was your usual, you know, go get the dry cleaning, the donuts, recruiting mail outs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was doing all that and I was building relationships. And I just said to myself, you know, it was like I was, you know, Will Smith in pursuit of happiness. Like there was some <laughs> miserable times, like, but it was awesome. Like the team was, I mean, there was no football here. Those guys, if you remember in the CAA back in the days, Old Dominion was like rolling. Like yeah. in 2010, they won the title. In 2011, they beat VCU twice. And then they lost to Butler in the first round um, of the NCAAs. And yeah. They were rock stars. So, I mean, don't worry. I had my fun with them, too. Um, you know, it was great. And next thing you know, um, I got called by Blaine Taylor. I was literally um, shagging golf balls at the local – um course here in norfolk because that was my that pay stub was so i got accepted he well he offered me the video coordinator position when i was just looking for a job and i was so thankful and he notified me it was um you know it was not full time and uh, i was a classified employee with um you know no health care so mm-hmm. i would wake up at like 5 30 go to this golfing range shag the range for two hours monday through friday and then i use that pay stub for my health care and then i'd work in the basketball offices wow. i love it I, yeah. that's the first time i heard that bro you, you, you didn't tell yeah. me that one that's amazing you're you're, you're yeah. teeing it up for me early here super easy i mean you know i uh, would like to give gems to, to to maybe those younger or maybe not even younger people listening but you know, just leaning into that, you know, uncomfort, uncomfort, or I guess, you know, the, the, the miserable times, but like putting in 400 hour internships and waking up at five 30 to do something completely um, nothing to do with what you want to do just to pay the bills and kind of put yourself in a good situation. That all, that, that's yep. all part of it. Right. Yeah. And, no you, question. you know, we're, we're, we're what, 10 minutes in and you already hit it on the head. I mean, that's, that's amazing, man. I love that. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, I, <clears throat> A couple weeks ago when I was on a podcast, I said, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie um, A League of Their Own with Tom Hanks. Yeah. The baseball movie. And he tells, I believe it's Donna, who's their best player, who she's going to leave and go go back home to be with her husband who returned from the war. And she says to him, you know, it just got too, too, too hard. And Hanks responds back with the hard is what makes it great. And mm-hmm. like, that's like the same with me, like the hard times of like, waking up and hitting that alarm clock or like burning the midnight oil. Like, you know, when you're in the trenches of that stuff and going through the dirt and muck and it's, and it's rough and you're not getting sleep, but like, you know, you're chasing your passion. Like that's the beauty of it. Like the hard's what makes it great. And like, you know, I keep telling people that like my buddy, uh, Andrew, who's a video coordinator at um, Hofstra, like he's been in that position almost like the length I've been here. And I tell him like, look, you'll have your breakthrough. I was like, just stick to it. And, like, they just won the CAA this yep. past year. Love you know, it, unfortunately. He's crushing it, dude. Yeah. So, like, you know, the hard's what makes it awesome. Yep. And that's in any facet in life. You just got to, yeah. you know, if you're following your passion, like, you know, rainy days aren't as rainy. Like, sunny days are even more glorious, like, when you're doing what you want. Because I know a lot of cats making over 100K that are miserable mm-hmm. as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. See, this is the talk you you right up my alley. Talking those days. We'll go down, we'll go down around the hole forever, man. But we like to say, um, you got to make your movie. So, like, no movie without like the miserable times or a conflict or a down. Like, you can't have a conflict or can't have a 
excuse me, can't have a um a climax without the downtime, right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. I always look at it like, man, if this was my movie, like when I'm in downtimes, like this is the part that gets everybody fired up when I come out of this, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's no fun if I don't come out of here if I give up now. So that's definitely mm-hmm. a lovely gem. Ten minutes into the podcast to, to lay us with, man. I appreciate it. Um, so, so look, right, you at Old Dominion right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. So, um, while you're there, man, what, like, what's that level like compared to the Division Three level? A and then B. Tell me about like the best, some of the best talent you've been able to to coach or train. You are stealing my questions, man. <laughs> oh, my bad, bro. My bad. Rob, you got next. Yo, Rob, you got next. <laughs> yo, we had oh, we had technical difficulty last podcast we shot, and Rob was cut out for the whole episode. <laughs> he was texting us questions. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, man, another. Hey, he's got passion. I gotta he, give it to him. Sure. Rob, you got. The- um. Yeah. Sure. Um. I would say. Um. When. Like it was funny when when I was in grad school and I was getting to know guys um, that were on that team and and like I said I mean you had a first or you had a NBA starter and Kent Bazemore who was a junior mm-hmm. on that team Frank Frank Hassell was um, had a huge senior year who went on to make it to like the final cuts of the Spurs uh, you had Ben Finney who's an absolute legend here who's Dorian Finney Smith who plays for the Mavericks wow. his stepbrother and Dorian holds like ten. 10 high school high scholastic uh, football records at Hargrave. And then he comes here for basketball and he's a complete stud. So, I mean, you had ballers everywhere here. Um, and I remember a couple of times getting to play pickup and like, they didn't, it wasn't no bullshit. Like, you know, just, you know, just gliding through it. Like, like there was a reason why this team had a two year run that was like as dominant as anybody in the CAA, like these dudes competed. And I just remember playing and it's 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 like you guys know, like I don't know if you've ever heard scouts say uh, in regards to playing quarterback in the NFL or comparing levels like in high school, everybody's open in college. Some guys are open in the NFL. Nobody's open. Yeah. you got to throw guys yeah. open like you learn that real quick, you know, playing with at that level. And then when you're playing with like a top three team in their conference at division one level, like passes you think that are open, those windows are not there. They're closing really fast. Um, when you think, you know, you've got that, that edge on a defender, like that shit's closing fast, or they're just letting you to beat that. I bringing up a bad experience because... from last podcast. We had a former teammate of mine who was just telling the entire world how he pinned my shit against the backboard every time I went up for it. So thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. But you know what, though, like, I, you know, you try to tell people, especially when we get in, like, we'll talk recruiting, like, I'll go home and I live in an area where, you know, my God, if I turn one more time and hear about a kid being a state champion, I think I'm going to bomb. And then they think they're great and stuff and they can play. And I'm like, look, I'm not here to kill dreams. I'm just telling you, there's a reason why everybody's at where they are in whatever facet of life, especially in sports. Yeah. Like when dudes get clowned in the NBA, like if a dude, I don't give a damn who it is. Like dog, that's one of the top 500 players in the world. Okay. Like, like there's no reason to dis- disrespect some yeah. of these guys. Yeah. And sure, you know, there's some guys that, you know, maybe shouldn't be at the level they're at playing college or professionally. But at the end of the day, like, you know, 
recruiting services and coaches usually get it right. And, you know, no, so. No, I'm you're sorry, absolutely right, bro. I, like, I, I coach AAU. I have an AAU program that I own. I started, like, back in 2014. So, um, those years and years of, like, coaching kids, I've had the opportunity to coach high school kids. And, obviously, they're always like, yeah, I want to play at this place or that place. I don't care if it's Division One, Two, or Three. There's always – like, I, I keep it honest with them – but basketball is more honest than me. So there's always a tournament or a game where we go up against someone and they are being recruited. That someone we're going up against is being recruited by the level that one of my players supposedly thinks that they have a chance at. And man, I love mm-hmm. those games because I get to say at the end, after they got 40 or 30 put on their head, maybe dunked <laughs> on, maybe crossed over a block. I love to say at the end of the game, yo, you see that? That's division one. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's Big East. No question. <laughs> like, no question. That, that's what that's Division no. Two right there. You see those three colleges here to watch him? Those are D3 schools. So if you think that you're that level and you just got killed by a kid who hasn't even played a minute at that level, you're out of your mind. You know what I'm saying? So it's always basketball's no always honest and there's always a wake up call involved, man. Yeah, the, the truth will find you between those lines. There's no question about it. For sure. There's no For question sure. about it. Hey, Chris, so I know um this past season was your first as an assistant coach, correct? So yes, did you complete a recruiting cycle this this season, or would that be upcoming? That that would be technically upcoming. Okay. Um, you know, I I mean I got I got to experience good old Peach Jam um in person, which was a heck of experience. Everybody had told me how, you know, obviously, you know, the Nike circuit's absurd getting to see um getting to see those guys. Um as well as, you know, I went, my first thing was Philly Live. Obviously, you guys know about that, um, which was good for me because I got to see a lot of teammates and, you know, people I knew up in the uh, Philly area. But, um, you know, it was uh, it was interesting. When I got – when Coach notified me of the promotion, like, he was like, look, like, I'm happy for you. Like, you deserve this. But, like, you got – you still got everything that was on your plate as a video guy for majority mm. of the summer. So, oh, wow. you know, which was cool. Like, um, you know, you know, it all, you know, it, which is cool. Like I always tell people if, if your boss is putting added pressure responsibilities, you know, he believes in you or you just do stuff at such a high level. He, he, he doesn't want to find anybody else to do it. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> it's all- so once this uh, coronavirus COVID thing kind of passes by, and you can get out there and recruit, you know, what are some of the things that you and, and coach Jones want to look for and some of the guys you want to bring in? Um, you know, honestly, right away. Um, I, I mean, I knew right away, um, being part of this program that like, you know, all staffs are going to find talent. Like, like they're going to, you know, staffs can evaluate talent. It's just that like, you've got the little idiosyncrasies of like, recruiting for your program and that man that's head of your program. And we've got one of those who's as decorated as anybody, you know, coach Jones has over 500 career wins. You know, he was the youngest coach um, ever hired um, in the ACC. He took over, um, I believe Virginia when he was 28. Mm. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is a vet of all vets and he's not everybody's cup of tea. And um, I mean, he's as, I mean, coaching hard would be an understatement and that's fine because he's gotten success. So, you, you know, we're trying to evaluate like the, the kids that are, you know, truly tough, can take coaching, are willing to take coaching um, and understand, you know, their skill set and, you know, fitting it into our system. 
because you know how it is. Coaches, their, their style of play and what they look for in each position, um, you know, you want to understand, you know, your, your, your prospects of, you know, how do they fit in at, at their position for our system um, and just understand, you know, what coach likes and dislikes. Um, but I think now more than ever, because everybody wants to use social media that they're, you know, it's like, Every kid acts like they're Rocky over and so <laughs> getting ready for the Rocky. And they're like, look, dude, last time I checked, like taking a picture of the gun didn't really tell me that you're just, you love Freeze! the work and you're working hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, you know, and, and, and my biggest thing is, fellas, honestly, like, you got kids. I break it down real simple. You got kids that, that do it for a means to an end. AKA just a scholarship because that's, what's going to get them an education, something free. Then you got kids that they like hooping, they like hooping. And then you've got that third group that Pat, like they love the game. That is a small percentage. We got to sift through all that and find out like, is this a guy that really loves yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you you guys all know you have your players. They're gonna come in. They're gonna come in with their 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 timesheet. They're gonna punch their mm-hmm. card. A coach ends practice. They're gonna meet mommy out at the car. Or they're gonna you know what I mean. They're not gonna put an extra work. You got to find cats that love the game. That, that, that's huge, that man. I, I sorry to cut you off. I, and I know you touched on social media, which which I want to get to next. But real quick, I mean, how do you how do you personally? try to filter through that because you know i know we've talked about it and and i talk about it a lot on on um you know on social as well but as an agent i recruit very similar to the way college coaches recruit and like my question is just that it's like no like you don't understand man like how much do you love the game because you know i I know it's a little different going from college to pro like do you love the game enough to be able to overcome um not understanding the language do you love the game enough to go into some village in you know the middle of uh of russia to play when the you know when when it's not fun and you can't understand things do you love the game enough Mm -hmm. to not get paid on time so it's the same thing for college like how do you find whether guys love the game enough well i will say this um Great question, and also, um, you know, this is going to sound corny, fellas, but one thing I do, and it, and I think it's it's enhanced immensely because of the whole um, pandemic, and that is like, you know, everybody. I'm so sick and tired of seeing these tweets. Oh, you, I, you know, just open up the gyms, or I can't wait. What you know, when the gyms open. Motherfucker, you were coming to the gym when the goddamn nine million dollar facility was right across the goddamn street. So I don't want to hear this shit that Independence Day just rolled up. And if it wasn't here, you'd be in. Give me a break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like what I do now is I just mess with kids. And what I mean mess with kids, like I'd probably say I average about five or six calls a week where I'll be in the parking, I'll be running the parking garage. Um, next to the facility with like a 30 pound weighted vase or vest. And I just FaceTime a kid and I'm like, are you getting your work in? And then coach, what are you doing? They got their joystick in hand and they're playing (laughs) call of duty and stuff. And I'm like, I'm putting in my work. I don't know about you. Like, it seems like you're going to, you know, you're trying to find every excuse why you can't get a workout in, you know what I mean? Like, so like I mess with them and I, you know, I'm just kind of brutally honest and joke with them, but like, like, you know, I want them to either be, oh, shit, scared that, damn, like, I'm not working as hard as I should mm-hmm. be. B, 
like motivated by it or C, you know, that dude, you, you know, the eyes never lie. You can see in a dude's face who's scared. Yep. Of yep. Yep. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I just kind of just put myself out there and put them in vulnerable spots to see how they're going to react when somebody's testing how good, how great their work. Don't be scared of the work. Yeah, no question. No yeah. question. Awesome, man. So, so let's transition, and, and, and Art, you can take this one because this is really up your alley as well, but the social media stuff, I want to hear about it. Obviously, I know, you know we talk about all the time about how, how amazing creating content and telling stories is, how it's benefited kind of my story and your story um, in their own trajectories, but talk a little bit about, and maybe Art has some specific questions, but like creating that content and how you've differentiated yourself as a college coach that, you know, like you create your own content, you kind of share your story on social media. Yeah, I was even going to ask, like, what's your yeah. what's your purpose with that? Is it is it to grow an audience to be able to have access to better players that you can recruit, or is it for? Oh no! And I don't want to say personal gain because that comes with a, a negative thing. But is it to grow like your own? You know, your oh. own grant. Oh, you're okay. I'm happy. I'm happy you yeah. said it that way. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm so happy. You <laughs> yeah, said it yeah. That way. No, Seriously. so yeah. Tell me, tell me what it's for, because I, I mean, you know. Yeah. No, no. It. Um. No, you, I'm glad. Like you said, I'm glad you brought that phrase up because. It manifested, fellas, into something that I would have never thought um, seven years ago that would have happened. Because I can remember being little old Jimmy Chitwood with 200 followers getting three likes. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So, like, what happened was, so I I, I get the video position and, you know, and I'm probably answering a question, um, making making life even easier here. Um, So... I'm sitting in the office one day and I'm just like, look, I got it. Like, like I have the resources now. This isn't like, you know, Oh, I can't afford this or that. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I'm hired. I'm a university employee. That's going to give me like Adobe creative package. So I just started like, you should see this one computer. You guys would laugh. You can't see the wallpaper because there's so many crash and burn projects <laughs> that like I would have two or three monitors going and I got some kid over in like, you know, Slovenia teaching me how to do like an autograph digital signature <laughs> as I'm trying to learn it and shit. Like I just was enthused with like, okay, I'm going to learn, like I'm going to learn this shit in and out because a, like, I'm just going to like, you know, sounds corny, but I'm going to try to be the best at my job. Yeah. But what, what it did was as I saw how Facebook and Twitter and Instagram were trending that like I was going to improve the brand of Old Dominion University basketball. Right. So I just start, you know, I just start steamrolling and picking up stuff and it's getting to the point where I'm like, I'm doing all the graphics for our program. I'm doing all the hype videos. Like, I don't know if you, if you've seen in Tom Brady's last Super Bowl run, those videos he would do with Gronk. Um, when they won the Super Bowl and stuff with the uh, Bad Boys for Life one yeah. and other ones. Like, I did a parody one with our guys, which is, literally looks like mirror images that, like, blew up. But, like, learning how to, like, you know, you know, different dimensions on Facebook and just learning all the ins and outs. Um, so we get into two years ago, and, you know, it's great. Like, you know, I've had people say, like, this looks like some top tier, like, Power 5 Division One stuff. And then it starts what how it's come to now. So I was like, okay, like there hasn't been any movement on staff. And, you know, 
you know, it's not like this, you know, the video position makes, you know, crazy money. So I was looking for a side hustle. And what I did was um, a guy who, a guy who I trained with a couple times here who um, got drafted in the MOS in soccer had told me about a kid. Well, I shouldn't say a kid, but he looks like one, but <laughs> smart as hell. His name's Jason Wojo. And he's like, like his, his big, uh, like mentors, Gary Vanyerchuk. I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys all know of him, Gary yep. V. Yep. And um, he provides like a digital media service. So I call him up and I really didn't want to do it, but I said, you know what? Let me jump. Let me, let me, let me pay this fee. And we, we just kind of talked about like what I was looking to do. And for two summers, I was, um, I had my guys I train in uh, that I've trained for about seven summers, college. Uh, players who just finished college, pros, NBA, uh, guys in FIBA championships, like all over. And I just decided, like, I'm going to bring in um, – I know a couple guys that shoot uh, footage for Slam, for Ball is Life, and I'm going to bring these guys in to shoot my stuff, and I'll produce the videos. And Wojo will do the side will do the, the side hustle of getting my videos out to whatever – 16 to 22 year olds within a 200 mile radius in Norfolk. Amazing. So Amazing. next thing I know, you know, like one, like the, one of my Matt videos with Matt Coleman point guard of Texas is over 1 million views. Next thing I know, another ball's life one's over 200,000 views. Wow. And while I'm doing that, I'm pairing it up with training kids within the NCA limit limitations. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you can't have PSAs, yeah. but like I was getting, third graders fourth graders fifth graders you know kids going to sixth grade and i was side hustling training kids and stuff and which was a blessing in disguise because now some of those kids you know what i mean i you know know, prospects maybe kids that yeah and it's manifesting into something i would have never thought like like i said like now i'm at like i mean my my twitter got suspended because of um like uh like music rights, copyrights on one thing, but that was at like 4,000 and now Instagram's at 10,000. Um, and like I said, I've only been with him for not even two years. That's amazing, man. Um, but I mean, also like, you know, I'm per- like, you know, I'm producing the content, um, like the footage and stuff. And thankfully my old job came in handy, you know, with just making stuff pop. And um, like, I- I'm shocked how much like with prospects and where, everything's trending and i agree there's some start some stuff on the social media realm that's trending in a bad way mm. but like you ha- I, I tell our assistants i tell our staff you gotta you gotta you gotta do it like you have to do it we have to be in the forefront because a we don't have a budget like some of these power fives we got to create our own content and we got to be in these kids faces because they'll take you whether you're legitimate or not if you if you, you know, if you're like, you go to a dude's account and he doesn't have a sharp professional, like Twitter yep. banner. Like if you're on a staff, nobody's taking that cat seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just being honest. It's just all. Yeah. So no, that's a, that's a solid point, bro. Like representation and branding is everything in today's day and age, whether you like it or not. Um, so, you know, like people like yourself, I mean, even so from my perspective, like if I'm looking at, even partnering with someone like you, like as a trainer or anything like that. And it doesn't seem like you can bring anything, you know, to the table from a brand perspective or content creation perspective, like that could alter 
You know what I mean? Like whether I decide to do business with you, you know what I'm saying? Over the next guy who might not even be as good of a trainer or coach as you, a resume might be weaker, but they present better. Cause sadly, like that's what the kids no. are looking for. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Like I, like, I thank God. I mean, as much as there were, it's, it's tough times. Like that, I, I, I could have never predicted that that video job would you know, like you said, it helped me professionally too. Like if, if, if I didn't get retained when they fired Blaine Taylor here at old dominion and hired Jeff Jones, like if, if he didn't retain me on his, on his new staff, like I still would have had skill sets that I, that I would need personal game baby too. If I was, (laughs) yeah, if I was, you know, interviewing or, you know, applying for a job yours, like I could put myself in a much better position than the next. So man, you invested sure. in yourself while, while on the job. Um, oh yeah, man. I, no question. That's a major I, gem oh, right man. there. Yeah. I, mean, I think a couple, a couple mm-hmm. podcasts ago, we talked about how kids can be getting better or players in general, not just kids can be getting better during the coronavirus. And something that Tarka said was to find a new talent or learn a new talent. Um, oh, there's yeah. no question. Like, you know, these kids are on their phones the whole time. Like uh, yesterday, it just came out today. The kid loved it. Like I put out, like I'm big on not just doing a graphic when a kid commits to us, I combine graphics and video. So like, I like taught myself how to do, like make it look like the, like a digital signature, like took a signature just like he was writing it live on the video. Like he was like committing to a letter of intent. Like I just taught myself that last night. Like, Unreal. You got so many resources to you. It's just whether you want to put in the work. Like, sure, you're going to crash and burn on some stuff. But, like, like, you know who I find, like, this might sound corny as shit, but you know what I find phenomenal? (laughs) It's somebody that, like, if you got, like, your, your, you know, some dude, Ben, you graduated with in 2004, and he, like, creates his own furniture, like, makes, like, cuts down the lumber and, like, sands his shit and generates his own like furniture and sells it. Like I'm impressed as shit with that because like you're betting on yourself. You're putting in all the work. Like, I don't know. There, there's just something about teaching yourself and like chasing your passion, no matter if it's something that's popular amongst people or not, but like you're, you're generating like your income, you're betting yeah. on yourself and there's an artistry. There's an artistry to that, no matter yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just find like people that that are willing to do that. Like you sell rocking chairs, I respect the shit out of them. There's something. There's, That's gonna know, be the title I mean, of this podcast. I mean, if I have man. to hear about Bitcoin one more time, like if I have to hear about Bitcoin or these or these or these poly poly polygram schemes, I mean, oh man, it, yeah. like go back to selling encyclopedias. Like give me a break. Yo, quality stuff, man. Yeah, Yo, I appreciate right. the gems and everything that you, you brought to the table, as well as the passion we can hear in your voice, the passion not only behind basketball, but my favorite kind of passion is just like a passion for self-development and just being great in this world and leaving your footprint. Um, so definitely shouts to you. I commend you for that, bro. Um, real quick before we uh, wrap up, right, tell the audience where, once again, where they can find you. Right. What, what... Actually, you know what? Sorry to cut yeah. you off. I forgot one important thing that I wanted to talk about because Chris told me that he had a story about Jordan and I want to hear it. Oh, well, well, I mean, you just tell me, you just want one because I told you I, I met him. I was, well, I didn't just meet him. I was around him for three, 
three weeks for three different summers. Wow. So, I mean, you if you oh, want man. one, I oh no, nah, give us a couple. Yeah, yeah, we need you know, a couple. Hey, go ahead, man. Going right now, everybody's seeing behind the scenes footage. Yeah. We need our very own. Do you want background on the information, like how I got to meet him, and like literally be like I got pictures I've taken of him being like four feet away from him. Yeah, yeah. Give, give us what you got. Give us like if you got one so, one minute on the clock. Right. Give us your best quality Michael Jordan content right now for this podcast. Um. Okay, so Nike's a rising company that my mom gets into working camps and uh, a star on the rise, Michael Jordan, has his flight school for the first year. Mm. So my mom takes me along. Mike's like first chance. It's coming off the first championship. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I've got my, my wristband on exactly where he wore it. I had the leg sleeve on. I was hyped. So Mike comes in the gym, everybody stops, like, you know, good old stations, everybody stops. And it's like, oh my God, black. <laughs> like, I, like, seriously, balls drop. And it was like, for like, at least a minute straight. And he like, he's like, oh, this is, this is like, he points to my mom's like, oh, this is, this is your son. Right. Cause I was still too young to be in like the youngest group for that. But like, they just let counselors bring their kids because, I mean, who didn't right, want to right. play Mike? Um, so he's like, he's like, what's going on, little man? And I, I seriously, my jaw was to the ground. And I remember him putting my, his hand, you know, you hear about his, like, large, like, his big mitts. He put his hand on my head, and his thumb was at my one jawline, and his pinky was at my other, and, like, my jaw was my head. And, like, he, like – Everything you hear, like if you know, when you hear that you know, God created like the perfect basketball player, like specimen, just like he's got roadmap veins like across his calf muscles. Like he looks like a he looks like a thoroughbred horse. Like he, I mean, he, he like he the, all the Babe Ruth tales you hear. Like I saw it firsthand. I mean, that's a bad yeah. dude, boy. So, and and last thing, the last thing at camp, he had, I don't know if you guys remember Cheryl Spears, yeah, yeah. Nancy Lieberman, yeah. He brought those two into camp, and those those two took on any two dudes for an hour, like games to five, two on two. So they took on the camp for an hour, just smoking <laughs> cats. And then Mike, and then Mike took Mike took them on in front of the camp, like everybody was like around the three point arc. And man, Mike showed no mercy. Oh, oh my god! Is there video like Mike, of that? Oh, I mean, dude, I, I'm telling you, if you go on my, I think I posted on Twitter and Instagram my pictures, my first couple pictures with him. Um, like, I don't know if you're producing content from this, but there's oh, one where like, Mike's like just standing up in front of me and like he doesn't want to be photographed, but he like splits his like two fingers and like puts his eye through. Like it's a, it's an iconic <laughs> photo, like, like a personal, like, like great oh, one. So. That's awesome, yo, man. Yo. I love it. There's all... There's all kinds of crazy ones, honestly. I could tell you ones that it probably shouldn't be saying a podcast. Because at night, when kids went to sleep as we got older, like the gambling stories, like when they play cards, my, uh, trust me, I got to Yeah, we might, have to, we might have to rock out with those off the air, man. But I got I, I got to yeah. ask, too, yeah. what do you think about, you know, some of the recent stories that have been dropped on the Last Dance podcast from ESPN? Um, you know, what's your thoughts on the, on the documentary overall? Oh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I mean, I would consider myself like the head of the Jordan air club, but I do, <laughs> I do love, um, I do love LeBron. I do. I love, I love LeBron. Um, but 
yeah, I, I think it's great, man. Um, you know, it, it's just you don't see greatness like that. I think people are finding out that Phil is, you know, I remember that run where people were like, Popovich is a better co- man. Let me say something. <laughs> Phil yeah. Jackson's unreal, yeah. dude. This dude is unreal. And if you want to say whatever, that dude can handle egos and balance between the acid to the damn, yep. you know, yeah. incense to the yoga mats. I don't care. That dude gets five guys to play for one one goal. He's phenomenal. Dennis, Dennis, Scotty's absurd. But <laughs> that 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 black cat, that that twenty three, bad Absolutely, man. Bro. Damn, that's a bad Absolutely, dude. man. No, mm. so I, I, I appreciate the stories, bro. I, I appreciate your energy. We needed it. It's 8 p.m. on a Tuesday right now. Hey, man, right after this, I'm going in. I'm going to get it in here for about an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? Me too. Yeah, you man. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. People are always like, you know, they say to me, they're like, you always post like what you do in workouts, but you never post footage. And I say, well, you know, you've never seen an advertisement for a Lamborghini because you already know. <laughs> you already it's, know. it's a bad deal. I love it. You don't need a commercial. You know, you know. What Yo, it is. dope stuff. So, yeah, t- tell everyone where they can find you. You have a website. What's your Instagram and Twitter? We referenced it a couple times. Give us the Addy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's re- it's real easy. Both um, my Instagram and my uh, Twitter are at Coach Kobe. So at c-o-a-c-h-k-o-v-y beautiful at coach Kobe. guys make sure you shoot uh chris kavinsky a, a follow if you want this energy in your life 20 24 7 right not just for, for, for the uh, hour of this podcast bro once again we appreciate you coming on tarka shouts to you for bringing on another wonderful guest um everyone listening don't forget to like subscribe and share this podcast episode and every podcast episode on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Once again, I'm Art Morrison III here with my boy Kevin Tarkin and Rob McPherson and special guest Chris Kavinsky. Chat with you guys next time. Peace.